Welcome to Purpose Driven Passive Profits, where we are helping you build foundational wealth so that you can live the life that you were called to live. If you're looking for ways to make a lot of money in multifamily because you want a Lamborghini or you want a big fancy watch or you want to fly in private planes, this might not be the show for you. But if you are looking for a way to build your wealth so that you can leave your mark and change the world in the way that you were called to support your family and support those around you, you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to Purpose Driven Passive Profit. That's Nate Armstrong, the CEO of Inc. 500's Home Invest, and my name is Steve Warner. I am the Chief Investment Officer. Today, we are going to be talking about the coming crash. If you have money in an IRA or in a 401k and you want to protect it, you are in the right spot. Nate, last time we kind of talked about the inverted yield curve. If we can just quickly talk about that for just a second, what exactly does that mean and why is that a huge warning bell for us? Yeah, so what it means is that short-term government bonds are paying more than long-term government bonds. That's the simplest way to say it. And the why and when that happens, it it's the leading indicator to predict a big recession, like something bad in the market's going to happen. And um the, the reason is, is usually long-term bonds, people are think about that as having a higher uh, vulnerability, a little bit more risk because there's so much time that money is locked up in the market in that one thing. And so usually a short-term bond will pay less. Well, right now during you know times that you're heading into recession and whatnot, when they start paying more on the short-term bonds, that's just a really good sign. It's predicted the last five recessions is predicted with 100% certainty. I did not listen to this warning. Back in 2007, I had my my retirement funds. I worked at Target Corporation for a long time before I started went into real estate full-time. And so I had most of my retirement funds locked up into the stock market. And I kept hearing about the inverted yield curve and people were saying, oh, you should pull. And I'm like, ah, no, no, times are times are good. And I, I went over the cliff and um, my retirement account took a big hit. So now when I see this cycle playing out, I'm letting people know like, hey, this is the sign. This is the time. If you think that the bumps of 2022 are over, that was just the beginning. That was the warm up. So uh, for anyone that's got retirement money, IRA money, or 401k money sitting in the market right now, it's a really good time to think about moving that back to cash and then finding a better home for that. So, I mean, that's like the tremors is what we felt in 2022. The The big earthquake is coming. Just so you guys understand this, like, Right now, the Fed is pulling money out of the economy. For years, they're pumping money in. Right now, they are pulling money out. When they pull money out, cash and capital is scarce, which is what is pushing the short-term bonds up, which is what's causing this inverted yield curve. There's no capital in the marketplace, and there's actually they're taking more and more out every single day. So we're big believers in multifamily. This is not one unit, two unit, a duplex, a triplex. This is multifamily. Like we're talking like 20 to 60, 70 units. Nate, what makes multifamily a great place to park money? And if you have money in a 401k, like why are we even talking about multifamily? Can you take money out of a 401k or an IRA and put it in multifamily? Yeah, you you can, and I'll I'll cover that. So why multifamily? Well, during times of economic calamity, uh, multifamily. A lot of people get downsized from their houses. They can't afford the mortgage. They can't afford the rent. Whatever happens, and then they have to downsize and they move into multifamily. So 
my multifamily properties, they they've always done well in the past. And I know that you've done a lot of multifamily over the years, so you can speak to it too. But multifamily during recessions, it is a it's a usually a safe harbor. And so um that's why multifamily. And then um what was the second part of your question, Steve? Sorry. So I was talking about multifamily and then for if you have a 401k or an IRA, how do you get that money into a multifamily? Yeah, yeah. So so it's a really simple process. It's called um, doing a rollover to becoming self-directed. So you're rolling over to a self-directed vehicle. They call it a self-directed IRA or a self-directed 401k. And a lot of people think that you can't do it, but um, that that myth, it usually stems from wherever you originated the 401k or the IRA, previous employer, or maybe you went to one of the big firms and you opened it and they told you what the rules were. Well, the reality is, is that as soon as you move it from that custodian, whoever's in charge of it today to a self-directed company, then you have checkbook control. Then you get to decide where investments go. Um, if you're currently with the employer that you started it with, then you probably have to leave it there. But if it's one from the past or one that you open with an independent broker, then you can roll it wherever you want. As an example, I had one when I worked for Target. I rolled that over to a, a company out of California called Pensco Trust. I have checkbook control on that IRA or that 401k rather. And uh, I opened a couple of IRAs with Northwest Mutual with an independent broker. I moved both of them to self-directed as well. So you can get get it. You just have to move it to a self-directed custodian. And once you have it at a self-directed, you can put it into multifamily. And how does that work? Does it just sit there and grow? What kind of return? Like how, just tell me, like, give me a good example. A property we talked about in the last one was one that you bought in 2007 going in. Cash flow was good on it. If we had invested with you then, what kind of returns would we expected? What would that have looked like? Yeah. Yeah. So typically all of the deals that we take, we underwrite them to, to be hitting at least a 16% return. I should say legally up to a 16% return, but um, we are always here trying to under promise and over deliver. So when we're underwriting, we're always underwriting saying, okay, if we inject capital into this deal, can we hit at least 16%? And so um, that's what we call that the internal rate of return. That's what we're always targeting for our investors. So if someone would have parked their cash during the last recession in our deals, that's the amount that we expect their capital to grow at. And it's the same thing for the deals that we take today. We will not take a deal unless we can hit that internal rate of return at 16% plus. Okay. So that leads me really nicely into explain to me the multifamily sectors, right? So there's luxury, which is your top end fancy places. There's your middle middle ground, which is like the solid. And then there's lower end, which is like government sub section eight. Why does multifamily make sense to put your money into? Why is it basically recession proof and what makes a good multifamily investment? Because there, I'm sure anyone listening has heard of people getting burned in multifamily. What makes our investments different? Yeah. So um, the, the luxury versus middle class, that's cla class A, class B, class C, class D is kind of how the real estate world would, would classify those. Um, I prefer class C, the high end of class C or low end of class B. Uh, the luxury rental sector, sometimes during recessions, that tightens up a little bit because a lot of the jobs that get cut, they're usually not your blue collar worker jobs. 
usually the jobs that are being cut uh, in mass anyways are usually the, they start with kind of the middle management or high-end middle management. And so therefore I go for jobs that are steady, the jobs that are going to produce or jobs that can be replaced if they do happen to lose a job. So usually our class C and then low class B tend to be those rental sectors. Um, so that's, that's classifications. What was the next part of that question, Steve? So what makes, when you choose to invest, you said earlier, you know, we only choose properties that provide a 16% IRR, 16% yeah. return or up to, to use your language, um, to make sure that we're, we're right by all the lawyers. What, what, like, why not go with luxury, which would pay a higher rate of return? Or why not go with government sub, which, you know, you're always going to get your rents. Why, how do you pick your properties and how can we guarantee the return and guarantee that people's money is safe? Yeah. So, um, I've had the blessing and privilege of living this business now for nearly two decades. And, um, I played the, the low end of the game early on. I played the section eight kind of subsidized housing route. I uh, did this beautiful 20 unit building right next to St. Cloud State University. And um, what had happened, I was getting 90% of the rent from the government, 10% from the tenants. But when the tenant didn't want to pay the 10% that they owed, um, they would do things to the property that they knew would violate the, the Section 8 rules. Things like push out the screens and then I'd fail a Section 8 inspection. Uh, things like uh, crack a window which would fail a section eight inspection. It's ridiculous stuff, but they knew the system really, really well. And I did that game for a while. I still was profitable and made money for my investors on it, but it drove me nuts, number one. And then number two, I realized that, that you know, when someone doesn't put a lot of their own skin in the game, they don't take care of it the same way. And so I switched to a, a C-class property, working class individuals who are paying 100% of their own rent. And I found that our properties appreciate more uh, they perform better. There's less headaches for our investors. And for me, at the end of the day, I like to, when we promise someone something, our investors, I like to deliver on it. I like to deliver with a high degree of certainty. And so that's what I've found is the class C real estate world, class C and then low, low class B houses. Uh, I've also done the high-end luxury. Challenge with high-end luxury is that during recessions, a lot of those rents come backwards. They come down a little bit. Uh, the short-term rental game, Steve, you, you've seen the last few years, it boomed. And guess what's happening now? It's shriveling. It's shriveling really, really fast. In fact, I had a call with one of our investors this morning, and he told me that he's selling his uh, luxury mountain house right now. And I'm like, why? What, what, I, I thought that thing was awesome. He's like, yeah, it was making money hand over fist. And now I can't get bookings to save my life. I'm, I'm, it's costing me $5,500 per month. And that's what happens during recessions. Luxury rentals, vacation rentals, they all start to come down. Yeah, that's, I mean, so think about that, guys. If you're listening to this, like a luxury rental, like that market is drying up. People that were flush with money that didn't know how to manage their money, that were living paycheck to paycheck, and they were living the best life that they could, right? You hear this all the time. They're out there living like a rock star. Suddenly, they don't have the money that COVID money either disappeared, maybe they got laid off, maybe it's just they're trying to be savvy with their money. But that luxury market, people are like, you know what, instead of paying 35 or four grand a month for a rental, I'm gonna go over here and pay 1500 and start to bank some money. But that leaves the luxury market drying up. Um, same with short term rentals. I think we're going to talk about that in our next episode. Um, 
anyone who is investing in short-term rentals, they got to see a huge boom over the last couple of years, but it is definitely shrinking up. And I've heard a lot of people starting to try to either liquidate properties or try to figure out what's going on because um, they're not making the money that they used to with it. Yeah, well, very well said. And and that we we expect that going into this whole cycle. And so um, why, why can we um, do everything we... I want to use the word guarantee, but legally we can't use guarantee for like certain performance of investments. That's why we have internal rate of return. That's kind of the legal legal way that we can say it. But how can I look an investor in the eye and say, hey, I got you. You're not going to lose principal with us. You're going to make money. How can I do that and sleep really well at night and perform year after year? Well, on our deals, Steve, that we do together, um, on our deals, I lived this real estate game Back in 2007, I watched people lose everything. My wife and I, I shouldn't blame my wife. I made a bonehead move once in my earlier days. And um, that ended up costing us everything. I had to sell tons of our rental properties. And like I had to really, really reset financially. And um, every day since then, when I'm looking at a project, I'm making darn sure that for my family, for my wife, for my kids, it's good, number one. And then number two, it's got to be good for our investors. I don't ever want to have a rough conversation with an investor. I always want to have the the cheery ones where we're making money, everyone's positive. So to some degree, maybe it's a little bit too uh, conservative, but we just make sure that we're picking the right properties. We're not forced to buy properties. We're, we've got, um, God's blessed us with plenty of cash flow here, and we could sit back and never buy a property ever again. But we choose the right deals as they come available. We underwrite hundreds of properties. We make offers all the time and um, rarely do they come to fruition, but the ones that do come to fruition are the ones that are keepers, the ones that are generating positive cash flow, the ones that we can be proud of. So Nate, tell me really quickly about the new offering that we have and how does that fit into this? It's not luxury, it's not government sub. Talk to us a little bit about like location and why this is a home run deal. Yeah. Uh, number one, it's home run. It's on, it's downtown, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It's five minutes from the Kentucky Derby, like fantastic location. Um, the state of Kentucky, it's not a sunbelt market that had rents shooting through the moon. Like some of these other places that like Phoenix, Arizona, where rents are now coming down again. Uh, Kentucky has been a conservative place. Uh, typically it's rated in the top five conservative States in the country. Their governor, get this, Steve, their governor has had a surplus budget every year since he took office. You don't hear about surpluses very often anymore. And good for him. Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing things right. Like they're running the state like like you and I run our households and like our investors here uh, run their households. That's how every state should be ran. But Kentucky is ran that way, and so it's a great state. Most people would kind of fly over the the state and just ignore it. But for business, for conservative nature, it's a great, great place. Plus their landlord laws are very pro-business. They're very pro-landlord. And so if we do happen to have a tenant that's not doing the right thing, we as a business can respond to it. And so I love it for that reason. But um, the deal itself, it's a 78 unit building. Um, it's like, if you tried to rebuild this thing again today, you'd pay about double what we paid for it, paid about double for it. Um, huge upside because all of the neighboring buildings around it that are renovated are rented about 20% higher than our building. And so we've got 
we go in we do a little bit of cleanup to it. And then this thing is off to the races. We increase our net operating income by 20% and um, we keep moving on, moving forward with this deal. Awesome. If you guys want more details about that, listen up here in just a second as we wrap up the show. We have a way for you to get in touch with us if you're an accredited investor and you're interested in finding a great place to house your money, either from an IRA or a 401k. Um, this is going to be a great deal for you. Uh, you can listen up here. Uh, Nate, thank you so much for sharing with us. As always, this is always a fun show. I always love learning from you and I always learn something new. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Catch you guys later. Awesome, guys. Stay tuned for how to get in touch with us about that deal. And until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. I'll see you soon.